Hello. Hello. I, it was my turn. I just didn't know. It was we kind of in sync, though. We can both do it. Okay, guys, but before this, she was literally like, okay, the intro's you. <laughs> As if she didn't just, you know, whatever. Happy what? hump day. Okay. <laughs> So I don't know if anybody who listens to our podcast is interested in like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Oh, but... girl. You're speaking my language. Okay. Well, it's not really mine. I'm going to be honest. I don't really watch too many of the seasons, but I will watch Hannah Brown's season over and over and over Best again. Season. That girl is a queen. And if y'all don't like, if you've never seen it, I highly recommend you watch it because she's hilarious. yeah uh, i actually own the whole series season not series because i loved it so much and me and Haley have been watching it on our lunch and like we're just (laughs) cackling y'all we've already seen this but every time we act like shook we're too stunned to speak (laughs) (laughs) we're like luke p you gotta go bro for real Even though this was, like, five years ago. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> and what about it? I'm just gonna watch it in five years from now anyways. And Iconic. So, if you haven't seen Hannah Brown's Bachelorette season, definitely. Brown's is, that's what you Brown's say. Brown's <laughs> Buzz. <laughs> anyways, go check it out. <laughs> um, Say, me and Maya are very sarcastic with each other. So, like, if I sound like a bitch, I'm not being a genuine bitch. <laughs> Because, like, the other day at work, we were walking back in from lunch, and we were literally just messing around with each other, like, <laughs> laughing and everything, but she acted like she was going to hit me with her car, and I was like, oh, you think I'm fucking playing? And, like, everybody- <laughs> She had such a straight face when she said it. <laughs> but other people around us were giving, like, steak looks, like, they- their eyeballs were wide, like, everybody thought we were straight up fighting, and then, like, by the time everybody walked away, we're both laughing so hard, we're about to pee our pants, <laughs> so I would just like to say. <laughs> well, also, the last episode wasn't supposed to be an accidental roast, but when I was <laughs> editing the episode, I was literally crying in tears because I was like, we're so freaking mean <laughs> to each other. <laughs> it's our love language, okay? <laughs> period so i heard you have a bike story oh i sure do because she hasn't told me yet guys because she's fake no because i save it for the pod man Mm -hmm. so i've been trying to get outside more as we all know trying to create more hobbies and so i've been riding my bike (laughs) (laughs) cute fun whatever so i've been riding around town and last uh my last day off i did about two miles. You know those little boxes, like the free library where you can, like, the community. It's like... It reminds me of a bird box. Yeah, like, like a, a bird birdhouse. Yeah, yeah, and you just drop books box. off. You put you can put a book in, and then you can take one out. Like, it's completely free. So I had a, a book I wanted to drop off, and so I rode my bike. It was about two miles, and I went down there, dropped it off. Super cute. You know, romanticizing my life or whatever. <laughs> she said, I'm in a movie. Um, I'm the main character. <laughs> so it was really fun, but on my way there, I was on the corner and the sidewalk had ended. And that's one of the things I do not like about where I ride my bike is the sidewalk ends and starts up again and ends. And, you know, and there's a couple main roads there, so it can get a little scary. But, you know, <laughs> but I had a mission. I was delivering that book. And so... I stop on the corner of the road waiting for all, like, the intersection to clear, basically, so that yeah. I could cross, and then all of a sudden, my, <laughs> my goddamn bike seat shoots up into my crotch. 
That shit hurt. <laughs> I, it was so unexpected. I was like, now what the fuck? Because I was like, I know I've gained a few pounds, but come on. Like, <laughs> and like when I tell you it went to an, like a freaking, I don't even know what angle. Like it went from like normal to shooting to the sky. Like the back part of the seat was all the way down. And I was like, what the literal fuck? Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to be an exercising girly. Like. But anyways, that would have killed my mood. I swear to God, because I, I was about halfway there and I was like, you know what? I'm so committed. I'm not going to let this like break me down, basically. <laughs> I've been like, what the fuck? My day is ruined. I'm no, just I was contemplating. I was like, should I just turn around and go home and just like forget about it? Or should I just, you know, ride my bike like this for another <laughs> mile? That would have been a wrap for me. <laughs> well, I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to ride it. And so I continue and I ride for a little bit, but then, man, it was just really hurting. <laughs> it was you really... didn't even try to put it back down. No, because it, well, at first I, like, I didn't know it was wrong at the moment. Like, I knew the seat looked weird, but I didn't realize <laughs> that it had, like, made the angle that it did. I don't know. I just wasn't paying that much attention. So I'm like... To the point where it hurts enough where I stop again. And so I'm trying to fix it. I'm, like, adjusting, like, how high the seat can go up. Because that's all I could do. Like, just raising it up and down. And so I thought I fixed it. But then I did, like, two more two more pedals. And I was like, oh, hell no. This didn't fix anything. And so I'm like, what is wrong? And so basically I needed, like, pliers or something to put it back in place. And so I was like, oh, this is so annoying. So I thought I was going to have to walk my bike to and from the little box thing or whatever the drop off and then a truck stops (laughs) and i'm like no (laughs) for the love of god (laughs) no and so here i am thinking i'm about to get snatched (laughs) she's wait my bike's not working (laughs) yeah just give me a damn minute give me a head start please (laughs) And so I I start to get a little scared because I'm like, this man, he, he was like 50 something. And I was like, this man is stopping his truck. And he was like trying to get my attention, but I had my earbuds in. And so I didn't hear shit. I was <laughs> like, oh, said, hell no. If I can't hear you, you're not there. Well, I figured if I just ignored him, he might go away. <laughs> Me, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So basically, I just keep fiddling, fidgeting with the, the bike or whatever. And he starts to walk back back to his truck and so i'm thinking like hell yeah like (laughs) ignorance is key (laughs) but then he sees me take out my headphone just for a second because well i thought he was like getting in his truck and leaving and so i took take out my headphone to like pause music and really focus because you know you gotta turn that music down when you're in a panic mode (laughs) and so as soon as he sees me take it out he he starts to walk away from his truck and coming toward me and i'm like oh like i'm really shitting bricks so I'm looking around, making sure there's somebody else around. Like, Girl, walk. you should have just got that on that bike and let that seat go in your hooch. Because if a guy was walking towards me like that, I'm gone. Not the hooch. <laughs> I got trust issues. I'll be gone. Well, so I, I you know, I didn't do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I would have sucked it up. No, so he's walking towards me and I'm just looking around. <laughs> I said suck it up. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so I'm looking around my surroundings because I'm like, okay, there's got to be somebody nearby that can at least watch the situation. Why do you keep freaking laughing? 
I'm sorry, continue. It was just the way I worded that was so wrong. Literally nobody cares. <laughs> you have said much worse things on this podcast. <laughs> no, but I didn't click the thought until you started talking about something else. Anyways. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so watching my surroundings, hoping that somebody's around to watch the situation. And then across the street, I see a cop because where we live, like, cops are freaking everywhere. Like, everywhere. And so, there's one, there's, like, an empty parking lot and he's just kind of sitting in there. I don't know if the cop was even paying attention, but I felt a little safer because I was like, okay, there's a cop nearby. Like, he, he, ain't, he ain't about to try something. Like, <laughs> you know. Are you bold? Yeah. So, I, I was a little more comfortable when he was approaching me. And I was really hesitant, and my bike doesn't have a kickstand either. And so he just walks out. Yeah, so I'm just holding I it. I would have dropped that damn bike and ran. <laughs> no, but, like, what I'm saying is I was just holding it, like, trying to act like I didn't see him coming up to me, I guess. And he came up to me. He was like, hey, I got some pliers. He got pliers in his hand. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, at the time, I didn't know that that's what I needed in order <laughs> to, like, bend the bike back to where, like, it needed to be. And so, uh... He's like, yeah, 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 I, I had seen you, blah, 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 like, this could be my good deed for the day. And I was like, ha, 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 Aww. like, that's kind of cute, you know, like, I love that. And so, I was feeling a little more comfortable, but obviously, like, it was just a little awkward because he was like, do you mind? And I was like, oh, no, if you think you can do it, go ahead, you know. And <laughs> if you think you could do it. that Literally, that's what I said. But I don't, ha like, I don't have a kickstand. And so I'm literally, it's so awkward because I can't just, like, back away and, like, have space in between us. <laughs> so he's, like, this length to us, you know. And I'm holding the bike as he's, like, doing his thing or whatever. He ends up fixing it. And he was like, there you go. That should be a little better. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, thank you so much. The I embarrassment really I would have had. I would be like, so everybody can see me struggling. <laughs> yeah, basically. But I was like, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And then he was like, anytime, anytime. And then he just got back in his truck and he left. So thank God I'm still here. There's still good people in this world. The rest of my bike ride to the little drop-off box for the book, I was literally crying. I was like, there's still there's still good people in this world. Like, <laughs> Period. We so love yeah. to see it. I literally wrote it down. Like, I'm trying to get into journaling, too. Just on, like, really good days, I'll, like, write about it so I don't forget so I wrote that down, and I was like, yeah, like, he was just so sweet, but. Um, speaking of good deeds, <laughs> first of all, I don't know if, like, so if people are setting up a stand, like, outside of stores, like, fundraisers and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I don't know the process of that. Like, do you have to get it approved by the store to be able to do that? I don't know. Right, I don't know either. So, anyways, me and Maya were walking. And they were setting up tables. Like, we watched them set it up and everything. And they said it was for, like, basketball, but, like, there were no little kids. Let me just put that out there. It was just an adult guy. And so I told Maya, I was like, you know what? I want to do my good deed. Let's <laughs> let's go buy some stuff from them. So we went in and got cash, and we were going out. And we gave him money. And he was, first of all, he was definitely flirty. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. He was like, you have a beautiful smile. I was over here like... <laughs> Her. Like, <laughs> I was like, so you think I'm hot? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> all giggly. No, literally, as soon as we walked away from the the table, Haley goes, "My man would have been so pissed to hear that." <laughs> but you know, he was respectful about it. Yeah, but he was. I think I'm not gonna lie. The compliments may have been because he wanted more money. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, because he kept saying, is that all you want? You, If you get, like, what was it? If you, We gave him 10. And he, he said something like, if you spend a little more, you can get this, this, and this. Or you can, or he said something like, you can help feed the table down there, too. No, that was his competition. But that's what he said. Oh. Yeah, he said you could feed the table down there, too. Mm. You didn't hear that? No, but guys, they just had, like... Like, basically, you know those candy boxes you can buy at Sam's where you, like, you know, the variety pack. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. But then we came back, like, an hour later, and they were already gone. <laughs> so. Man's only stayed an hour. <laughs> I don't know. If, like, I don't think. But there was also a cop there, so I wonder if. Right. They there didn't... were cops when we came back. So I was like, oh, shit. So like, I were wonder... y'all not for real? Yeah, I wonder if it was a scam or if they didn't ask. Like, maybe you do need permission to sit outside right. the store. I don't, I'm not sure. I was just like, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> my first thought was, did we just get bamboozled? Like, <laughs> that's what Maya said as we were walking back in. She was like, damn, our good deed went to, <laughs> went to shit. But <laughs> darn the luck. Whatever. That's not on my conscience. <laughs> I thought we were helping out a basketball program. There's one more thing I want to bring up. <laughs> I just want to put Haley on blast for a minute. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you you could cut out the part where I put you on blast. Well. Depending on what you say. <laughs> I'm going to speak my piece. <laughs> Sunday afternoon at 7.24 a.m. <laughs> Girl, where are you coming at with all these motherfucking receipts? <laughs> This is the text I wake up to. (laughs) I'm nervous because I know I say some risky shit. This is from Haley Jane. (laughs) Not you giving out my government name, Maya Nicole. (laughs) Anyways. I keep feeling like I have to poo. (laughs) Why are you (laughs) reading the snorting? But it's just a bunch of little farts. <laughs> and let's Why did you read it like that? You read it like it's some like deep story. It is. <laughs> it was the greatest thing you've ever sent me. <laughs> and let's clarify, y'all. The poo you know it's a soft poo because she put P O O. Man, that was just like the highlight of my day, bro. That's the highlight of your day. Yeah. If I would have woke up to that text from you, I'd be like, "You nasty bitch, leave me alone." <laughs> then why did you send it to me? Because mom wasn't answering her phone. She was working. So you wanted to tell mom? I felt like I needed to tell somebody. <laughs> needed to get it off your chest. I don't want to struggle in silence. Okay. <laughs> I need to be able to share my thoughts. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Maya shit her pants. Are Since- you? These <laughs> were putting people on blast. As an adult, y'all. Here, here we go. <laughs> First of all. Ask Eli all about it. <laughs> this episode, we want to do unpopular opinions. Okay. Because we've got lots of them. If you disagree with my opinion, you're wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, is, that is not the type of shit this is. Everybody feel, has their opinion. Feel free to DM us 
on Unfiltered Sisters Podcast Instagram or join our Facebook group and tell us your unpopular opinions because... And if you disagree, I want to know why, Loki. Yeah, tell us why. Tell us your unpopular opinions so we can disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this ain't no one-way district. <laughs> A one-way district? I've never heard that before. Because I'm unique. I'm what did you... <laughs> What did you say earlier today? No, no, no. The, the guy's on The Bachelorette that you... Maya said she's going to say this from now on. He's... You're so full of shit. It's coming out your ears. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear us say that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. Do you want to go first? Yep. Ladies first. So what am I? I mean, You're a married lady, so I come first because you already have your... You know what? Let me tell you all something. When, <laughs> when we're walking on the sidewalk, you know how the... <laughs> you're already giggling because you know you're in the wrong. <laughs> I'm not in the wrong. You've lived that life. <laughs> so Eli, like, he's a very polite gentleman. And so when we walk together, he's always on the outside. So, like, I don't know how to... Closest describe. to the road. Yes, closest to the road. And so that's what I'm used to. I'm used to being on the inside. And right? I'm not your man. I know, but it's just like habit. And so when I'm walking with Haley on the sidewalk, I always tend to go on the inside and Haley's on the outside closest to the road. And the first time I did, or maybe like the second time that I did it, Haley was like, what are you on the inside for? I'm a single lady. I have a life to live. <laughs> I haven't gotten married yet, so I need to be alive, obviously. But I feel like, since I'm the married one, I have a family to live for. Like, I already... So, you're saying, because I'm not married yet, I have nothing to live for? <laughs> so, you're saying, because I'm married, I have nothing to live for? No, I'm saying you had to experience your own wedding already, and I deserve to have that in my life. So... <laughs> That's all you're looking forward to? Um, that is a big thing for me. So, if one of us got to get hit... We just need hit, to walk in single file line. <laughs> Me and Maya being petty for now on. Both of us in the line. So, if you see that at work, mind your business. <laughs> okay, unpopular opinions, go. <clears throat> Number one. A parent should be the one initiating a relationship with their child. Damn, you're always with the deep ones. I am, because... I'm sorry... Alright, you're going to have to repeat it because I've already... A parent should be the one initiating a relationship with their child. Like, your child is not responsible for making sure y'all have that relationship. As the parent, you need... You know what I mean? You need yeah. to make that effort. Like, that is the kid you brought into this world. It's not your kid's job. I didn't ask to be here. Right. You brought me here, okay? Your little fun, rowdy-dowdy time brought me here. Let me tell you something. Without going into too much detail, because it's honestly nobody's business. <laughs> um, I moved out, and I've not gotten a single phone call, text, nothing. Unless it was to yell at me about something I did. It was like, it's never checking up on me or nothing. We've had a little bit of a falling out with some family members. And I don't know how to word this without not giving too much away, but basically, just... Did you see how fast the relationship got div dissolved? When I thought you I were about to say divorce. <clears throat> no. How how fast the relationship gets dissolved when I stopped making the effort? Right, that's what I'm saying. It should be 
Like, parent. the only reason there was a relationship was because I made myself available to come out and see everybody once a week. And when I stopped doing that, it's not like I had a major fight with anybody. But as soon as I stopped coming out... Oh, so out, you're saying I did? I'm just kidding. Well... <laughs> I did, y'all. It's pretty <laughs> traumatic. No, no, no. She throwing shade. The minute that event with you happened... For me, I was like, that's too much drama. I just need a break. Right. But then after being called a liar and things like that on a different... I think this is too much information. I'll cut. No, you're good. (laughs) This Uh, is unfiltered. This is true. This is true. But I also don't want to stir the pot, so... What pot to be stirred? Nobody's communicating. (laughs) There ain't no pot. Anyways. There's nothing in the pot to stir. (laughs) I'm just saying, I just needed a break at that time from the drama, because, like, the drama would consume my entire day. Like, that's all I'd think about, and I'd be crying, and I'd be stressed out. And I can't imagine what it is for you, because you're the one that actually... I just had to witness it. You're the one that actually went through it. Um, but I then, was upset, like, the first two weeks, but then I was like, I, yeah, fuck it. I didn't do nothing. I feel like you're a lot blunter yeah. than I. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not going to waste my energy on it. I'm like, I didn't do nothing, so I'm not going to dwell on it. I think it's just more so, like, there's never, ever a sit-down conversation, like, with mutual respect discussing yeah, unle- what happened. It's like, I don't know. Like, when you grow up, obviously, like, you're still that person's child, but when you become, like, adult, you should be able to have conversations like you're both adults with mutual respect of, this is how I felt, this is what you did that made me feel that way. Acknowledging it. Yeah, and taking accountability. It. Like, it's that simple. Like, just because I'm your kid doesn't mean you need to treat me like I'm some two-year-old. Yeah. Basically. I I think the biggest thing for me is, like, I don't know. I just needed a break. It wasn't like there was this big old blow-up for me. But communication stopped when I stopped making the conversation happen. Right. And then I didn't plan on just, like, being estranged from the entire family from that point. But it's just how the cookie crumbled. Yeah, it wasn't until we were... Oh, I don't know about you, but the sexual assault awareness episode, getting called all these things, like a liar and stuff after that, I was like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, because it's, first of all, if you hate or, like, tell somebody that their story did not happen, fuck you, okay? Absolutely, positively, fuck you. Because that is such a shitty thing to do if somebody's, like getting the courage to bring up their story and things that they've gone through and you're downplaying it, something that you know for a fact took place. Right. Then that is 100% shitty on you because... Mm-mm. Yeah, I was just in that moment where I was like, you know what, I'm not even going to try to come out anymore to make the time for those people because I... I'm, no, I'm not gonna. To. I'm not gonna be called a liar. That's why my mouth had been shut for years. Right. But, There's no point in wasting your energy. But like the whole moral of the story, I was trying to say was like it's so interesting to me how it's always our fault when something happens, and then it's our fault because we don't go and see them. It's always our fault for not because the phone goes mm-hmm. two ways, right? It goes and two I'm ways, kid. but they expect us to do. It goes two right. ways, but I've always been the one. Basic. I've been in a one-sided conversation the past two years. In my adult life, it's always been me reaching out, me making plans, me doing this, me doing that. And it's just so interesting to me that as soon as my feelings get hurt, nobody wants to ask, nobody cares, nobody wants to know what's going on. Right. I just get talked shit on even more. 
mm-hmm. and then that's just like the end of the relationship right there because I stopped making the effort the relationship just disappeared I'd say let it disappear it's not worth like I know but like you being beat down mentally and you know what though and I'm so glad that you don't let that stuff like run deep with you like I'm glad that you're able to like process it and like not dwell on it and be like you know what I stand by that. Yeah. I stand by, like, I'm so glad that you're not, like, super upset about it. Because I'm, I wouldn't say I'm super upset about it anymore. But sometimes I'll think about little things and I'll be like, wow, like, I wish you would do what I would like right. you to do. I wish you cared more. Or at least if you do care more, I wish you would express that. Because right now I just feel like I've been just, like, a product of you and that's all. Sorry, if you hear snoring, it's Maya's dog. So, <laughs> don't be alarmed. <laughs> but yeah, 100%. It's just... I agree with you. I don't... I think it's on popular opinions, but I think that one a lot of people would actually agree with. Yeah. A parent should be the one initiating a relationship. Yeah. I just, like, that's how I feel. Like, I understand there are some people who are going to be like, well, if the parent keeps trying and trying and trying, then the kid's... Like, should but that's, make that's, some a, that's the thing that's initiating right. a relationship. That's what I'm getting at. Because I, I mentioned it to like one of my friends, and they were like, Well, but the kid has to make an effort too. And I'm like, That's after that's the, the parent. Po- that's right. the point. But even, even if it's not after the parent, it's like, In my situation, I have been the initiator. Right. And you shouldn't have to be. You're the, you know. It just hurts my feelings a little. If you're the parent and you want that relationship, you need to make that known and you need to put the effort in but for I, that. I feel like it won't happen for us because it'll just be a guilt trip thing like well you did this you did this you did this and it's also very difficult because in our family it's like i don't i don't know how to say it it's like um in our family, once they have their mindset, that's just how it is. Even if the story has been skewed, even if the story has been, like, we've tried to explain it, like, they just don't care enough. Right, they don't take the time to get both sides of the story. Because that is what when you brought up, like, the big fight. When it happened, nobody, not one single person from that family took the time to genuinely ask me what happened. Not a single person. They just went with what they heard. Except for cousins, I feel like. Yeah, and nobody got both sides of the story. So it was just, let's all shit on her and make her feel like shit, even though I genuinely, regardless of whatever the fuck they think, yeah, I didn't do a single thing wrong. I just got blamed for it. So I was like, you know what? Fine. If our relationship is going to burn because of this, then fucking let it burn. For because me, the... I didn't do anything. Yeah, and the thing for me is like, it's kind of a little off topic, but also on topic. Every once in a while, I just get so upset because I just go back to the day where all of this happened, like the big old fight, and I can't get the image of you literally hyperventilating out of my head. Yeah, and the fact that, like, like okay, guys, this is unfiltered, so I understand we're getting a little deep here, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> and to me, the biggest thing that stood out to me was even though that they saw that the way they were treating me was making me react that way, not one of them took the time to check in on me. Not one of them took the time to be like, hold on, this is my family member who I love and I care for, and she's hyperventilating. Like, she is crying her eyes out on my porch. Let me not take a minute to, like, calm myself down and be there for the person I love 
let me just go with what I've made up with my, in my head. It's literally just... And basically just, say, fuck they're, her. They're a stupid child, and yeah, they're trying to 100%. rebel. Like, that's just the attitude. Which is why I will not say a word, because I was disrespected by multiple people that night. People who didn't even know the story and went with what they were told. And I was just treated like shit. Point blank, period. So I don't care to have a relationship. I don't care to initiate it. Like, you did that to yourself. And I have nothing to apologize for, and I won't be apologizing. So, (laughs) with that being said, (laughs) I just, I don't know. I can't. There are certain things I feel like you will never, like, yes, you move forward, you move on, but there are things that will. I will forgive, I won't forget, but I'm a dead the issue. The thing is, is there's not even, like, it's like. I forgave for my peace, but nobody, not one person, apologized for how they treated me or took accountability. Right. Like, I know there were cameras on the situation, and if I know for a fact it had to be watched. Oh, 1,000%. And with that being said, you should have seen that you were wrong, and it wasn't me, with that being said. Because there had to be literal proof that I was not the one who did it. But they, the blame was already thrown on me, so it was twisted. You're the scapegoat. Right. And just, like, saying I'm trying to hit a family member with my cart while I'm working. I would never do that. I would rather just it's walk like the other way. exaggerated stories, made-up stories to, to, like... paint me as the villain instead of, like... Like, I told this to you the other day. I'm a very, very forgiving person, like... I might not forgive you right away, but if you can take the time to come up to me and take accountability for what you did, because nobody's fucking perfect. We all do shit we shouldn't. And if you, like, literally come up to me and own what you did and straight up apologize in a genuine way, I will work on moving forward with you. Like, it is so simple. But that's the problem is, like, there's never going to be a conversation unless... I start it. Yeah. And if you take the blame. And I will never do that. So that's why, I mean, it's been, what, two months? Mm-hmm. Complete silence. I will not apologize for something that was incredibly disrespectful to me. Like, if you can't yeah. take even the slightest accountability, I have nothing to say. And I won't have anything to say. Because I don't care how old I am. I deserve respect. So. <laughs> yeah. Respect goes both ways. I just feel like it's also, like, human decency. Yeah. Like, if... I'm sorry. No matter what was going on, if I saw my family member, like, breaking down the way that I know I was breaking down because I've never screamed at somebody like that and I've never been so, like, visibly upset in front of everybody, like, I handle my shit on my own for the most part. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I couldn't even control it and I had, like, people trying to comfort me and everything and then you're still treating me like I'm not shit, telling me not to come back, don't ever expect me to reach out to you. Like, yeah. And it was in that those, moment. Those words will always stick with me. Yeah. Do not come back. I will never forget that. The person who was standing right next to me, even, like, that whole night, he, he was like, you didn't do anything wrong. Like, I don't know why I got put on you. And I was like, that's fine. That's fine. And just, like, I think it's also the fact that, like, I don't want to pull the divorce kids cards because I feel like every freaking person is a product (laughs) of a divorce at this point. 
but it's like we've been through so much drama throughout our entire life our entire life there has always been something major going on and it's like for me even though half the time i was coming out to make the time for them i would be literally giving myself a pep talk on the car car ride right, there and, it shouldn't feel and that putting way. on a smile no matter how i felt like pushing down all my emotions i might feel about a joke as they would say even though they're not jokes and they're hurtful like to just to put on a smile every time i saw them and just act like everything was fine we're all good whatever just because i wanted my family so bad right and then to turn around and show up and like like me trying so hard to like swallow what i feel and just like embrace and the constant anxiety attacks yeah and constant. just just embrace that this is my family and i love them and this is where i should be and like just trying so hard to keep those relationships alive and then for me to get a phone call from you saying that like you need me and then mom calling me that you need me and then i show up and my sister is hyperventilating in a driveway and nobody's yeah helping you at all and like to me that was like my breaking point because i was like it's so cliche but it's like you can hurt me but as soon as you hurt my my yeah. sibling it's over like it's kind of that type of thing and so like i can't get that image out of my head like when i first showed up and like how people were acting like i've i've seen sides but like to see it all full force and like right. i don't know that was over so intense some bullshit petty bullshit like i'm not trying to like you know say other people's feelings are not valid but i personally don't feel like it's fair for you to tell someone who they can and can't have a relationship with, first of all. Especially if they grew up with them. Not only that, but there are two sides to every story. And no matter what they think, I was not the one. In that moment, it. it's like a motto like, um, family comes first, family comes first. That's been drilled into our head. But it's like in that moment, you weren't treating. Right, I wasn't like being treated like fam- I was treated like I was like a piece of shit, like yeah. trash they were throwing and out. And you know what? The whole like throughout our entire lives, we're the product of three divorces now. If you want to get technical with step parents and stuff, like that's so hard to get close to, an and then it just be ripped away like every single time. It's like it's getting very hard to get close to people, and that's like if you're unhappy, we don't expect y'all to right, stay don't together. Don't stay, but don't you don't have to. You don't have to be married for it to be a family. Like, you guys do not have to be married and, like, that just is because, still our family. Just because you're unhappy with somebody that went, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, those are still our siblings. Like, we've known right. them. Always will be. And same when um, our other parent got divorced. There was a lot of mixed emotions there. She didn't particularly like that we were still seeing Right. Our step our old stepfather, but, but I we feel like still this did, one was definitely This one's different. a lot heavier because she was around a lot longer and in prime years. Yeah, dead ass so, grew up with So them. it's like you can't expect us to just like this is not a breakup for us. This was like our family. Do you know how hard it is? Like we were too young to remember our parents ever being together, but then to get attached to a completely different man, a completely different woman, whatever and get attached to their kids, too, and then just one day wake up and be like, oh, yeah, we're not legally a family anymore, so you need to delete them out of your life. Like, that's not a fair 
thing to do. Right. And I understand it hurts the people who were married. Like, I get that. Oh, yeah. But also... You need to take into consideration of everybody involved. Right. And we're Breakups are hard. We We are grown. We can decide who we want to talk to. And once again, I want to reiterate, there are two sides to every story. So if you're not... Three sides. His side, her side... And, and then the truth. The truth. <laughs> so, if you're not taking the time to try and understand things, like, I just... Especially when such high emotions are involved, like... Yeah, because I kept trying, like, the weeks after it happened, I kept trying to, like, give the benefit of the doubt. Give the benefit of the doubt. Every time I would think about it, I was like, well, maybe. But then I got to the point where I was like, no. Regardless of what you're feeling, what you're going through, with me being your child, with you being my uncle, there is no need for you to treat me with so much disrespect. And then expect me to be okay with you. Literally the gum on the bottom of somebody's shoe. Right. Telling me that I fucked up, I need to get my shit and not come back. Like, it's, that shit is traumatizing. Regardless if you want to take Even talking about it now, I'm literally shaking. Right, I get the shakes every time I talk about it. And I hate that, like, I react that way. Me too. But it's the fact that people don't understand how traumatizing this shit can actually be. And they just automatically assume you're the problem without taking time to understand your side of things and it's literally just because of how how old we are right and it took me like the first couple weeks where i was just like no you you need to stand your ground you really didn't do it it really wasn't you so you have no you don't need to apologize like you you held your own i'm sorry but i do deserve my privacy and i do deserve to have my boundaries and um, if you're gonna blame me for something, and if you want to believe that, that's your choice, but I don't need to tolerate the disrespect. Right. And I won't. Especially, especially if you're pulling up to the party and not, like, you, you weren't there. You didn't witness anything, but you pulled up ready to go, ready to make a jab at me without knowing what the fuck was going on. Yeah. That is something I will not forget. Like, are you family? Yes. Will I ever forget that shit? Absolutely not. Yeah. I might move forward, but I will never forget the words that were said to me that night. I do appreciate the one person who chose not to say anything to me. Right, right, right. Really love that. Like, I would much rather you not say shit than to Because I, I also get supporting your own sibling as right, well. 100%. But it's like, okay, like, I completely agree with that. Because if you called me up and were like, hey, my, my, yes, my kid. I understood why they were there. If it was you, Emma, Scar, 100%, no matter who it is. I'd show up, but to open your mouth and say some shit to me and say some shit to the people who are there trying to help me as I'm having a breakdown, then don't expect me to forgive you. Yeah. No. And then it's also confusing for me, too, because, like, I was getting told one thing and, like, people were being nice to me, mouthing off maybe a little bit, but being nice, and then you, as soon as I leave, you're gonna turn around, because... I also, I was the very last person to leave the scene because I made sure... I peeled out first. I know. I made sure every single person left that scenario and then I left because I didn't want to hear that something else happened after I left. Like, I didn't... Like, I wanted to witness every single thing so I couldn't be lied to or exaggerated to, After getting my shit thrown out the door, Mm. shit that I spent my hard-earned money on, I was gone. I just wanted to get the fuck out of there as soon as I could. Well, I didn't want to be there e- either. Like, Eli was Well, ready. that's why as soon as they said that was the last of it, I looked at yeah. my homeboy who was helping me. I was like, let's, let's get the yeah. fuck out of here. Well, and it's the fact that people were being so nice to me, too. And, like, 
I'm so good at keeping my silence. And just like, I know this is like the first time I've ever talked about it. And is it kind of on blast? Probably. But at the same point, there's a part of me where it feels good to it's actually like therapy. speak on it. Yeah, because I've been to the point where like, no girl, you just need to handle your own and keep it pushing. Yeah. But it's like, so so many people were like, you know why I'm there. You know I'm here to help her. So don't you can, you can already assume what side I'm on if I'm helping my sister. But it's the fact that people were still trying to be nice to me and act like this wasn't a huge traumatic event. Acting like I wasn't sitting right next to the cop bawling my eyes out. Yep. And then as soon as I leave too, somehow I get trashed on as well with you. Like, just because I was helping and like, then you're going to talk shit on my husband and blah 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 because honey you can roll the tapes he never got in your face i was there the whole time no and that's what i'm (laughs) saying like when things start getting twisted and i started hearing shit i was like somebody rolled the motherfucking tapes because that is not what happened it's not what happened and i know for a fact and that's where i've been able to make my peace because i'm like i know i didn't do that shit to you and you know there's so many times where it's like this temptation to like speak your piece and say exactly like over the years what has hurt your feelings and how how these situations affected you but then it's also like it's not even worth it because you don't care you didn't care enough to ask me in the moment you didn't care enough to ask me after the moment right so why would i spend the time explaining to you how i feel and why i feel these this way if you're just not even going to care so that's why that's why i just had to remove people even if they weren't a part of the situation even if they were nice to me I just had to remove everybody because I was like I can't even see your name pop up on my phone without me feeling some type of way right. knowing that you don't care about me not really I just you don't like, care about my sister you don't care about because I it kind of sounds like I'm trying to make it about me but it's not I'm just saying no, like not at all. I'm just saying like over the years since I've moved out like I've just seen so much more and heard so much more and tried it just, that's what hurts my feelings is I've tried so hard to ignore things and get over it and move on because it's my family and I love them. But like, that's what frustrates me the most is I tried so hard to keep those relationships open and healthy for myself. Mm-hmm. And then I turn around and see my sister hyperventilating and I can't get that out of my brain. I think the biggest thing for me was I did not, did not speak with her while we were there until after everything happened, after my shit was being thrown. Same, me too. After all that, and I saw her crying in the street because I told my little sister to stop watching. Yeah. Because she shouldn't have to see that. And obviously they, you know, she did leave the situation, which was good. But that's when I finally, I was like, if you're going to blame me for shit that I didn't even do... I'm going to go comfort her because this is traumatizing for, like, everybody who's here witnessing this. Right. Like, it it was a very shitty situation. So, that's when I did go and, like, give a hug because I was, like, I'm Because you got to like, think sorry. also we've known her for 10, 11 years now. So, of course, right, we're going to seek comfort. If our own family, if our biological family is treating us some type of way, of course, we're going to seek comfort elsewhere. And that includes... To me, it, just, it was like it was like double hurt to like be going through all this and then turn around and realize that she heard me say that. Mm. It was just like a double sting. Like I was like, "Fuck!" Like I need to go hug her because this it doesn't just affect me; it affects everybody who's involved. Right. And then the other big thing was like, I don't know. I don't like when people try to be nice to my face 
but then feel the need to change locks that have not been changed for years. Yeah, because you want to talk about alienation, but we're the bad guys. But tell me what? that, like, I'm I'm still welcome and, like, yeah, ask me that interaction over. to pick up the rest of your stuff at a different location, that was the most awkward encounter I've ever had in my entire no, life. No, because I felt like I couldn't even go in the house. Like, you try to go in the way we've always gone since we were kids. Locked. You can't. It was changed. Then, then all of my stuff was no longer in the house where it's been for like a year Mm -hmm. they put it all in the garage as like it just to me it didn't feel as though like I was very welcomed because it was more like a I already have your shit here you you have no access to get into my house right 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 right. and then the entire time like not won't tell you where your stuff is because that's the whole purpose we came was to grab your stuff and go but you're gonna make us sit down on the couch and have a conversation that we know you really don't give a fuck about. No. It's just to keep us around and, like, act like nothing happened when we know that you know exactly what happened. It's just, like, that was just toxic in itself and made me so uncomfortable. And I just couldn't do it because, like, between, like, the breakdowns at work and, like, my manager seeing me crying over everything, like, it was just a really tough time and it was, like, that whole, like, week or two, like, more isolation was happening and I was just, like, Holy shit, like, this shit is but then actually they wanna, happening. Th- but then they want to expect us to go to Easter and birthday parties and this and that. Birthday parties we didn't get invited to. Yeah, I don't even give a shit about that. But I'm just saying, like, all of that went down, you're alienating us, and then you want to turn, you expect us to show up to these things, and we, you expect us to contact you and start the conversation? Absolutely not. Because I'm personally over that. And no. after what you had to go through a couple months ago... No, absolutely not. I think, like, now I'm in a lot, lot better place than I was. Me too, and you know within what? Within the first two weeks of I that. Might, I might think about this situation every once in a while, but I don't, like, sit here and dwell on it anymore because as soon as I removed myself from all of that, like, I've just been more at peace and I've been focusing on things that actually make me happy. I've been way less stressed. Well, So, like, a blessing in disguise, honestly. Right. I'm just, like... Is it shitty? Yeah, but you gotta make the most of your situation. So that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna apologize for holding my ground. Yeah. Because period. <laughs> it's just the fact that, like, I wasn't even done with... Mine's like, this shit didn't even, like, involve me. It, it didn't, <laughs> but seeing you hyperventilate, that was, like, when I, I was, like, I knew in that moment I needed to take a break from this family because i can't handle it anymore like y'all when i tell y'all i do not like cry in front of people like i don't and like nobody gave a shit and that's when i was like you know what no i have to remove myself and at that point i didn't see myself being estranged from the entire family right i just knew i needed a break and then i was embarrassed as fuck yeah too because everybody outside everybody on the street could see me like Mm-hmm. bawling my eyes out not being able to like feel like i'm in control of my body like it was just shake after shake yeah and i was embarrassed as fuck like the rest of the night i just kept thinking about that i was like i was like do you think people are making fun of me cry like, like- the, <laughs> the people that are supposed to love and protect you and be your number one supporters are the exact people that tore you down to the max basically yeah. and that's what stings the most and the for me it's like i wasn't even involved in the shit but now i have to be estranged from you guys too because we released that sexual assault video and y'all want to make fun of us and call us liars and whatever the fuck else acting like 
we just want attention or whatever. I don't even know what. That's what hurt me because... No. Appreciate the ones who did reach out. Yeah. One, the one thousand percent. Who did reach out. Yeah. But it was like... But it was incredible. It was like respectful. the thing with you and then two weeks later, y'all are going to sit there and talk shit on us and like call us liars and then that's when I was like yeah nope that's just that's too much and that's too far and I'm done and I don't know if you're done but for me I was just like that's the last straw for me so I I just can't do it I'm just to the point where like unless you can sit down and take accountability and have like an actual respectful sit down conversation about shit that happened I don't want to talk about it like I don't I'm not I'm not gonna hide behind the screen I'm not gonna reach out because what would I say? Like, I don't have, I, like, I personally don't feel like I have something to apologize for. And if I did feel that way, I would. I would apologize. Right. But I'm not gonna say I'm sorry for shit that I didn't do. And I'm not gonna say sorry for being disrespected. Like, that's not something I should apologize for. You did that to me. Yeah. So... Regardless of your age, I don't care. Like, we're grown. Hold your own. Please and thank you. This quickly became a trauma dump. (laughs) You're welcome, guys. (laughs) What are you going to title this? Our trauma dump. Our accidental... But it's been little things that had piled up for so many months until it finally exploded. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you just try and try and try to get over it. Like, get over the small jokes. Get over the unnecessary comments. Get over all of this drama. Try to work on these relationships in silence and just, like, take life not so seriously. Right. And then for another big thing to happen. And then another. And then another. And then another. And then it's just like you finally get to a point where it's like it's not even worth it anymore. And that's... And it's... People act like it's... We're just being brats and, you know, not communicating, whatever. But it's like you can only work at something for so long. And it's not an easy decision either because I had contemplating not speaking to anybody multiple times since I've moved out. But I've always came back. I've always... I've always stopped talking to people for a little bit and then come back a little later. But it's like, enough's enough because I'm going to have a kid one day and I don't want my kid to be surrounded by this. I right. don't, don't want to, I know what that feels like and I know you do too. Constantly being around drama, hearing negative things all the time. And I honestly think that's made me more of a negative person than a positive person. And I don't want that for my child. And it's not an easy decision to sit there and be like, you know what? I'm going to, because I'm not that close with the other side of my family. And so, for me to be like, you know what, I'm done, I'm going to be estranged from basically the only family that I have, like, that's huge. Right, because this is and a I don't family t- that and I, I right, like, we loved were s- being around. And we're so close to. Right. And so, to be able to come and make that decision, like, you know what, it's not worth my my time right. to deal with that. Like, that's so huge, and I really don't take it lightly. And, like, they just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because when I think about it, I'm like... Does that mean that my kid's only going to have one set of grandparents? Like, what is that, like... Shit, I'll play all I don't, the roles. I don't have anybody to rely on but my husband's family. I'll be grandma, grandpa, auntie. That's what I'm saying, like, <laughs> people think we're joking when we say that we're hurt and we're not going to come around. But it's, like, I, 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 for me at least, I've thought about this hard. Like, yeah. I've accepted the fact that I basically have, like, five family members at this point. 
which is very upsetting because it's like there are times or like posts that you see or days that fly by where like you want to reach out yeah you want to talk with them I feel like it's it's really hard to not say anything but at the same point it's peaceful if that makes sense because I know in the beginning I wanted to share my side Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be like this is what happened like genuinely this is what happened and the things that led up to it happening. Right. But it was the fact that not one person cared to hear my side. They just went with whatever they heard to where I was like, there is no point on me speaking on this because they don't care enough to know. Because if you did, you, you would have asked. Yeah, you would have reached out. Because this was like, I don't know. I would say like when things first got rocky is a Facebook post I had seen of like, dissing like saying we don't want a relationship with our mom basically speaking on behalf of us yeah and that that one really like hit me because regardless of what you're going through don't speak for me on like that especially because if my mom were to see that Mm -hmm. and like not have any context because things were rocky with mom for a little while right but we were able to come back from that everybody took accountability yep so i'm like If my mom would have seen, like, it just broke my heart thinking about, like, my mom could read that and genuinely think that's what I think. That I don't want anything to do with her. Right. So that, that stung me. And that's where I started getting quiet. That's where I stopped really speaking on everything because I was like, I understand, like, y'all aren't close. Y'all aren't friends. And that's fine. Right. But to say that I don't want anything to do with my parent is not something you get to say. Just, like, spreading untrue information yeah because i reread that facebook post so many times like i kept rereading and rereading and rereading. or even even posts about the person you're going through a breakup with also like those constant it's it's like it's upsetting because i get i get hurting and i get everybody deals with it in their own way mm-hmm. but like i said that is it's family to me so it's hard to be able to constantly see it every time yeah. you open your phone or even for me, like, when all of that mad posting was going on, I had friends, my own personal friends, contacting me, like, is your family member okay? Like, what's going on? Like, why are it's they saying this It's upsetting because you feel like you're in the, you don't know what to do. Like, because I don't want to disregard anybody's feelings. Right. And if that's how you're feeling, like, I'm sorry, I want to be there for you. But also, like, these are other people in my life, other people that I love as well. And so it's, like, it's hard because you know that they're hurting, but it's hard because it hurts you to see shit like that. Yeah. So it's, like, all bottling up. So I would say that's when things really started getting rocky because I just, like, I stopped talking altogether and I was in my room all the time. And then, obviously, like, this is how I feel. If you disagree, okay. But um, when you're young, before you have, like, kids and that responsibility of, you know, owning your own house, owning, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're working for your own money... Do what you want with it. If if you want to go, like, take yourself on a shopping spree, do it. If you want to go out with some friends and buy yourself a fancy dinner, like, do it. Like, you're young. You should be able to do that shit before all those responsibilities. And what got me is I've been working since I was 16. Like, right when I was 16. And I have a savings. Like, I'm responsible with that. All the bills that I pay for... 
always paid on time, like never, ever late. So I just, like, what I do with the rest of my money is my choice. And I was just getting very, like, torn, scared to use my, my, my own money. And I just feel like once I got my own bank account, that's when all hell broke loose. And to me, that was upsetting. I I honestly feel like what was going on was there was a big life change. Didn't know how to deal with it. But it's... Didn't know how to cope, which is not an excuse at all. But then to then also lose control over what your kids are doing as they age, I can see how, like, it's just a lot. And so I do sympathize a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, you cannot control people. You can Yeah, and I get that, but getting your own I feel like getting your own bank account when you turn eighteen is just a normal thing. Yeah, but that that's the thing. Like other people were upset about it because they lost that control over you. Yeah. I was just I don't know. Like you might disagree, but the way I see it, your money, you work for it, your business on what you do with it. Mm-hmm. It's yours. Do I mean, I did the same thing as soon right. as I turned 18, so. It's, it's yours. You worked for it. Do what you want. And that that just kind of bottled up, and then not having a bedroom or bathroom door, like, no. I'm, no. I think it was just one thing after another. Yeah, after another. like, I don't know. Small little petty things, and then. You're you, entitled to your privacy, regardless. And then getting your shit thrown out. Yeah, that is something I literally, like, when I tell you, I had nightmares for, like, three weeks afterwards where, like, you know, I had the dreams of, like, that person being in my dreams and, like, throwing my shit and then us arguing in my dreams. Like, it was, it was rough because I would wake up, like, crying in the middle of the night and I'd call my dude and be like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know why I keep having these dreams. Like, it was tough for a little while, but <laughs> sometimes you just gotta go through shit. It makes you a better person. Makes you a stronger person. Yeah. So I guess, like, <laughs> the moral of this <laughs> is make sure you listen to all sides. Don't jump to conclusions. Just try to be understanding of, like, everybody else. It, yeah, just be a better human. Life is too short, and life should not be taken this seriously. So, yeah, we did not, we did not mean to trauma dump, but I feel but like it's unfiltered. So trauma dump with us. And I feel like you get to know us a little more yeah. and, um, I don't know. It's good to get things off your chest. I and know. I feel like this might have been very messy and very like, <laughs> they're going to be like, wait, where are we at? Not in chronological order, <laughs> but, um, did not mean to go on a tangent. We actually were recording for a different episode, <laughs> and it turned into a trauma dump. So sometimes things just happen, guys. Ooh. Yeah, and that's okay. We go with the flow. So I guess that can be our unpopular opinion for the episode. We'll just do that for <laughs> this was supposed to be an unpopular opinion episode, like the entire episode, and it quickly turned into. And you're welcome. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> The unpopular opinion for this episode was a parent should be the one initiating a relationship. <laughs> so that's with where, their child. So is that, what we're saying. Yeah. So that's that's where all of this came from. So um, sorry for all that. But not if that sorry. was too much, sorry. If you want to trauma dump on me, you can message me. <laughs> um, 
this is a safe space around here but anyways we'll talk to you guys next week and actually have an unpopular opinion episode <laughs> um, we will try yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay bye bye